If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. In this episode of The Transition, I share some inside scoop on how I'm approaching lead generation for my new venture, Flawless Acceleration, utilizing the Hawk Method and how you can apply it in your own venture as well. Also use today's episode as an opportunity to do a refresh on branding essentials for going to market. Before we jump into the show, I need you to do me a favor and subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. I'd also like to encourage you to purchase a copy of my first book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness, which is also available on Amazon. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship, financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What's going on, Bunker? It's your boy, Iron Mike, coming to you once again from Newark, New Jersey. Today, we're going to be talking about lead generation. One of the things I enjoy coming on this platform and sharing are the lessons I'm learning on my own entrepreneurial journey, whether it's with Ironbound Boxing, Ironbound Media, or my new venture, Flawless Acceleration. And I think one of the benefits of me being on this platform with you all is I'm in the trenches as well. You know, I'm only a few, year ahead, ahead, few years ahead of some of you, might be a few years behind some of you, but I like to think that I'm at the ground level, you know, and I try to speak truth to power as far as this entrepreneurial journey is concerned. And so I know a lot of you all out there are struggling with lead gen. How do you get eyes on your venture? And so I want to cover that today from the perspective of a bootstrapper. So yesterday, literally, we went public with my new venture, Flawless Acceleration, which is a coaching organization that I'm a part of. I have four partners in it, and it's a rebrand of my previous coaching organization, the Lions Pride, which I've been a part of since 2019. I've even had my business coach, Mr. Bill Watkins, on the podcast to talk to you all. And it's been real humbling to, you know, be business partners with my own coach, you know, and launch another business. And people look at me like, Mike, how are you able to do it all? Well, I don't know. I just execute. And I don't try to do it alone. That's what I'll tell you. But I thought there could be some real lessons learned in, in how we're approaching going to market with this venture that I think you all can apply, whether you're a tech startup, early stage tech startup you got a brick and mortar, or you're just trying to get your idea off the ground. Because literally, the longer I'm in this game, the more pattern recognition I'm starting to see. And, you know, in the Marine Corps, we have this, this phrase called brilliant in the basics, right? And the same applies to business. There are basic things that you can do to set yourself up for success long term, but especially in the early days. And so I figure I'll start by reviewing some of the basics, okay? First off, you have to understand your category because remember, consumers, whether they're B2B buyers or, you know, just your normal everyday consumer, they think in category. And I use this example of when you go to a grocery store and you say, okay, I want ketchup. The first thing you look for is the condiment aisle. You see condiments and you go down the aisle. 
And then what do you look for? You look for brand. And what brand pops into your mind? 99.9% of people are going to say Heinz because Heinz is the category king, right? That's the way it is. Now, let's say you offer sugar-free ketchup, like my man Abe Kmart from True Made Foods, right? Or you have some specialty organic ketchup, all right? What you have to think about from the very beginning is how are you showing up to the market, right? So first, where are you going to play? What's your market category? And then how do you plan to show up? How do you plan to position yourself? And remember, you have three options. Number one, you can go head-to-head with an established category king. That's like trying to knock off um, Heinz or try to out-tiff Tiffany's Jeweler or out-coat Coca-Cola. It's possible to do it. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. And you better have some kind of super innovative business model to do this. Most of you are not going to be able to do it just because you don't have the bandwidth. You don't have the capital to do so. The next option is to niche down an existing market with strong demand, which I'm going to recommend for the majority of you. That's what I do. I niche down really hard, both with my coaching group, with Ironbound Media and Ironbound Boxing, right? I've learned to identify that there are riches in the niches. So you want to pick a niche that you own, hook, line, and sinker. And then the third option is you can introduce a new category altogether, which is also doable, but it's not for the faint of heart. Because to introduce a new category, you got to fight two fronts. you got to fight an air war and a ground war. On the air war, you're introducing this new category, this new way of thinking, right? You're creating podcasts. You're having thought leadership. You might be going to conferences. You might host your own conference conferences to introduce a new category. Think about like social media or HubSpot with their inbound marketing. That's what we're talking about because nobody's going to know what the hell you're talking about in the early days. And you have to make it plain for people. But the, so that's the air war. The ground war is literally, like I said, making it plain. That's that targeted one-on-one reach out. That's that sales, right? You're driving revenue by focusing on a just true, a functional benefit that has a strong value proposition. I, we solve this problem for this particular group and you're doing hardcore sales. And so it can be overwhelming for people um, trying to introduce a new category because there's just a lot that comes into it. But that's a whole separate episode. Just know that those are your three options, okay? So assuming you're going to market, okay, you've got your position and nailed down, you understand where you fit, you understand your category, and you have a tight one-liner, right? And remember, your one-liner needs to emphasize your functional benefit, especially nowadays when there's so much noise on the internet, i.e., what do you do and who you do it for, and then you nail the emotional benefit of how does this make people feel, okay? So let's assume you have all that down. The next step is, all right, we got to get some eyes on this venture. We got to start building some awareness. Now, my episode on driving revenue now, I gave you a framework I got out of a book called The Prosperous Coach. And it's connect, invite, engage, propose. When I talk about mechanical lead gen, that means you're really leaning in. This is not something that's automated. It's literally you sending that targeted, direct, one-on-one reach out. That is a great framework, okay? And I'm actually going to be rebriefing it to my team on the flawless side as we implement it. But in terms of marketing, okay, I'm going with what we call the Hawk Method. Okay, and the Hawk Method comes from a guy named Eric Huberman, who wrote a book called, literally called the Hawk Method. He's the founder and CEO of Hawk Media. They work with some of the biggest brands from Coca-Cola to Red Bull. And it's really old school marketing, but I think it's super crisp and tight, right? And so the Hawk method can be broken down into three things, three phrases. Number one, awareness. Number two, nurture. And number three, trust. Okay, that literally 
is your marketing plan. Awareness, nurturing, and trust. So on the flawless side of the house, we've got this new coaching organization. We're offering one-on-one coaching, VIP coaching, and then we're also offering group coaching and access to digital products, et cetera. Okay? So how are we building awareness for this? Well, one of the things that we did early on was Seth Godin in his book, This Is Marketing, he talks about the importance of having a minimum viable audience. So what is the, the 10 people that you can reach out to, hook, line, and sinker, and actually start to build rapport with? Now, two months ago, we decided that we were going to transition the Lions Pride into Flawless Acceleration, and we realized that our minimum, minimum viable audience were the existing cohort members within the Lions Pride. So they've been working with us. We've been delivering value to them. And so we figured, you know what, instead of trying to focus outwardly on generating some inbound leads, et cetera, right, let's focus on the people we already have within the ecosystem. And so for the last two months, we've been leaning in, we're coaching. And then when we transitioned into Floss Acceleration, we were able to be profitable out the gate because we really leveraged that minimum viable audience, okay? Some of you listening might not have that opportunity, especially if you're launching a bootstrap technology product, okay? So what we're going to do is you still need to create that minimum viable audience. And you say, all right, who am I going to go reach out to, right? More than likely than like nine times out of 10, it's going to be existing groups that you already have a relationship with, right? So I want you to go through your email list. I want you to look at your social media. And I want you to say, okay, I want you to put a list of 10 names on a board. And then from there, think about like who are going to be the easiest ones, right? Because you want to make this easy for yourself. That's why I'm a big fan of Michael Siebel at Y Combinator. He's a managing director. It's one of the like most successful, you know, startup accelerator programs in the world. And one of the things he talks about is just make your first customers easy. All right. So going back to us as an example, you transition that first group over. Okay. And now as we're going to market to bring more people in, this is what I've broken down for us using the Hawk Method Framework of Awareness, Nurture, and Trust. So for awareness, we're doing three things. And I like to use the rule of three, right? Because anything more than three is overwhelming. And even when you think about like these awareness, nurture, and trust, each of those have three, it's like nine responsibilities, okay? So worst case scenario, I don't say worst case scenario, it's okay to just simplify and maybe do one for each, depending on the bandwidth you have and the size of your team. So with Flawless, there's four of us actually, there's six of us, and I know some of you might be starting as one-on-one. Okay, so here we go. go back to awareness. So the first thing that we have to do is we have to deliver results for our existing clientele because we want to 10x their investment with us and then also warrant, warrant a warm referral. So you think about that, right? A lot of us spend all this time getting clients. We get that initial client. It's great. But we know that like referrals is a huge source of lead gen. But that only happens if you're able to deliver results, right? So that's what we're focused on, making sure we're delivering results. The next thing we're doing is doing mechanical lead gen. That's that direct one-on-one reach out that I talked about and how to drive revenue now, get some connection calls booked, and then start to build your pipeline of potential prospects. Now, one of the things we haven't done enough on this platform is talk about tools, all right? You know, when you first come in the game, everybody's like, you need a CRM, you need this, you need that. And I remember in 2019, I was paying like $100 a month for, pop, for HubSpot, and I never used it. It was like super complicated. I just never did. And even my coach was like, Mike, you need a CRM. And I'm telling y'all, it literally wasn't until like maybe a year ago, I really started leaning into my CRM, and I actually use a platform called Pipe Drive. 
which is super simple to use. I love it. it it's, it's the closest thing to having a whiteboard and having names up there and just moving them down your pipe, right? So use it, moving them down this framework. Um, so check out PipeDrive, but you just need a CRM, something simple that's going to allow you to put in prospects information, put in their name, and keep track and keep attention. And the reason a CRM is nice is because it keeps it front and center. Because, you know, if you're like me, I have chipmunk brain, chip, chipmunk brain. So I bury my nuts and then I forget where I buried them like 10 seconds later. And so that can happen with prospecting, right? Like you have this warm prospect that you're building some rapport with, and then you just forget about them and you're on to the next instead of really always circling black and keeping those ones free top of mind. So we got that. And then the third, so the third thing is we're going to do some free workshops, okay? So that is awareness, three things. Deliver results to existing clients, conduct mechanical lead generation. So that's that one-on-one direct reach out and offer a free workshop. In the past, we made the mistake of having too many different workshop offerings. This time, I'm doing what's called a 1KO. So one killer outreach strategy, one workshop to rule them all. So we're still developing that, but we're going to roll that out. We don't have the workshop yet, so we're focusing on top two. Okay, so that's awareness. All right, now let's talk about nurturing. Okay, so nurturing is, you know, people aren't necessarily ready to buy right now. Okay, so they're open to hearing from you, right? They want to consider it. They want to think about it. So where are you sending them? That's where nurturing is. How do you keep them in your ecosystem? How do you keep them engaged? Okay, so for us, the nurturing is going to be a weekly newsletter from our team. Okay, I'm going to be launching a new podcast series just for Flawless Acceleration. I'm going to have the different coaches host it. It's going to be great. It's not just going to be a solo podcast. There's going to be, you know, multiple hosts. And then the third thing that we're going to do is we're going to build in public and share what we're learning on LinkedIn. All right. And the reason we're using this platform is because that's where our perfect customer tends to reside. Right. Because we deal with a lot of CEOs, business owners, et cetera. Now, for you. Right. One of the reasons I came up with the term dog whistle branding is because I want you to think of your brand like a dog whistle. And every time you blow on it, the only people we're worried about are your perfect customer. We want their ears to perk. And a lot of times y'all get overwhelmed and you say, oh, I need to do, you know, digital marketing. I need to do social media marketing. I need to be on TikTok, Instagram. LinkedIn, Facebook, yada, 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 right? And you, it's just impossible, right? My recommendation to you is just figure out where is your perfect customer's watering hole? Like, where do they hang out, right? So you got to do a little research and you got to do some research by actually talking to them and ask, hey, what social media platforms do you tend to congregate on? Or you create a thesis and say, based off of what I think, I believe that this is the best platform for our perfect customer. I'm going to go on there and we're going to test and see how much engagement we get, right? So once you identify that platform, one strategy that you can use that we're going to be executing is called building in public. So all this is doing is sharing everything you're learning. So let's take Ironbound Media, for example. I could just get, I get on LinkedIn and I share what books I'm reading. I share what approach I'm taking to building my brand. I've updated my business model. I introduced a new product called the Brand Probe, which allows me to, you know, really get in deep with the prospect to determine, hey, what's the best brand strategy for them? And we implemented that. So I've just been growing so much, right? I go to conferences. I do all these different things. This is a great way for me to invite people into my story, okay? Same for you, right? People have no idea what you're doing because you're not telling them, right? I just read a newsletter by Nathan Berry from ConvertKit, and he talks about like what you know, why we remember Marco Polo and why we remember some of these people out there. 
where, you know, you had other people that did very similar things. They were travelers. The thing was they didn't write. They didn't share. They didn't teach. Okay. So that's especially in the bootstrapping early phase days when you don't have a lot of resources. What you can do is get out there and share what you're learning and start to build that narrative. All right. So, again, for us, we're going to be sharing in public. Right. One of the things that I got to do a better job at personally is making sure that as I'm coaching other people and I'm working with other people, that I'm also taking care of myself on the human performance side. Because that's one of the things I've noticed a lot of people are coming to me for is not only do they want to work on their business, but they also want to like get their wellness right. Like they need to sleep better. They need to eat healthier. They need to work out. Okay. I can't be giving advice if I'm not living up to my, cre living up to, let me rephrase this. Okay. I, did, I don't want to say I can't. All right. I'm not a type of person that likes to not live my creed. So any advice I'm like to give for people, I want to make sure I'm also applying that advice in my own life. Okay. So if people are coming to me because they're struggling, showing up their best self. I need to make sure that I'm also my best self. So like even this morning, got up, went to CrossFit, knocked out some lifts, did my meditation, drinking water, right? I need to make sure that human performance and getting good sleep and all that other stuff is top of mind for me. Okay. Right? So what do I want to do? I want to start sharing some of my workouts, right? You know, I bought, I'm a boxer, right? I love jump roping, shadow boxing. I run a gym, et cetera. So I'm going to start talking about that, right? I'm going to start talking about the research I'm doing on sleep so I can apply that for my clientele, right? For you, just, you know, you have an industry, right? You have a point of view, right? You have deep subject matter expertise that other people don't. They don't live and breathe your category, your industry like you do. So Use social media as an opportunity to share your thoughts. And again, just test, see what resonates. Make sure you're engaging with people on there. I read a statistic that I think, I think it was like 90% of people lurk, 9% of people engage, and 1% of people contribute. So they're actually like writing posts, okay? So to recap the nurture phase for us is gonna be a weekly newsletter from our team. We're gonna launch a weekly slash bi-weekly podcast series, and we're gonna build in public, okay? Now, the third part is the trust factor, right? Number one for us is we have to deliver a transformational coaching experience during our calls or prospect calls, right? So we use that as an opportunity to show our value right then and there on the spot. I do the same thing at Ironbound Media, right? You know, the whole thing of, oh, you jump on a call. Yeah, tell me about yourself, yada, yada, yada. I like to set intentions before I jump on a call with someone. So going into it, I know whether or not this is a fit call or just a general connection call. And if I know it's a fit call, then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start delivering value right then and there on the call for free, okay? And I found that it shifts the dynamic of the call, right? Because you're giving people a taste of what it looks like to work with you. And so let's say you have a tech product, right? You are subject matter expert. So maybe there are some questions you can start asking and start probing and just start giving some a little bit of advice. Because at the end of the day, you still have to conduct a demo you still have to help them with implementation and stuff, et cetera. So see how we can do that on the fit call to have add enough value that at the very least, you stay top of mind for them. Second thing we're doing is we're receiving endorsements from our existing coaching clients. So we're going to focus hard for these first 90 days and beyond, actually. But at the end of the first 90 days, right, we want some feedback and we want some, you know, some endorsements. So we're hoping that they will, you know, make those referrals. And that's how we know we have the trust because. No one's going to make a referral for your products or services if they don't trust you. 
especially to their own networks. And then number three, which we're still working on, is we need to craft and offer a compelling brand guarantee. And a brand guarantee is how you take all the risk off the table for the prospect. So I'll go back to Ironbound Media. That brand probe I talked about is $2,500, right? So when someone wants to work with me and my team, right, they have to commit to a $2,500 engagement, right, where we're going to jump on a call for an hour and a half. Then I'm going to take the information that I, I have a list of highly curated questions. That I'm going to ask them. I'm receive the information, and then I take that to write out the brand strategy. And in that brand strategy, I say, hey, you can implement this on your own, but if you would like us to implement it with you, this is what the cost would be. And it wasn't always like that for me, y'all. When I first started, I was writing proposals just like everyone else. But then after getting ghosted on proposals, I said, never again. And there was one particular proposal I spent a lot of time working on, and then I said, screw it. I'm never doing that again. And so I hired a business coach, Pia Silva. She introduced me to this no BS agency model where we don't write proposals. We have what's called an LP, a lead product. In my case, mine is the brand is the brand probe. And all it is is you cutting off a little top portion of your engagement and charging people for it. Right. So I've been doing that for over a year. Complete game changer for my business. It's completely leveled me up as an entrepreneur. Because the grand probe, brand probe is only $2,500. I know some of y'all are hearing only $2,500. But it took a while to get there. But that is something where I give the brand guarantee. I'm like, look, if you don't like my, my, well, my recommendation on the brand probe, I'll refund you in full. Right? So it can still be a loss, but it's not as loss as like a full-on package of like twenty-five dollars or $50,000. You see the difference? And so what we have to work on at Flawless is we need to nail our brand guarantee. You know, before Alliance Pride, I believe it was three months or money-back guarantee. Right? And I will probably do something similar. We don't have it dialed in just yet. Okay. But this is what we're doing for the next 90 days. And I'm looking at this as an opportunity to not only validate our business model, but engage with prospects and clients and use this as an opportunity to refine our messaging and positioning in the marketplace. This is super important, right? So when you're you first getting started, okay, you have this idea of your product, right? You got that product thesis. And when I say product, I mean your business too just depends which route you're going. Tech product, small business that I talked about earlier. Okay. You feel like you understand the value prop. You feel like you understand your differentiation. You feel like you got all these things dialed in. But as you go to market, you're going to get feedback. When you say this, right, you get this response from someone. You're going to be paying attention. You want to be observant because what that's going to allow you to do is that's why I'm a, a proponent of using Google Docs, right? You have your basic messaging. Even put your website on Google Docs, right? Wireframe it out. Just break out the sections in Google Docs. And as you start talking to prospects and converting them into paying customers, you figure out what's working, what's not working, start updating that copy, okay? Business is a contact sport. You got to get punched in the face a little bit, but then you start to learn and adjust. You start bobbing and weaving. You start keeping your hands up, and it's going to make you so much stronger as an entrepreneur, all right? So start refining that messaging, all right? updating it, right? And just get better. The goal is to get better on every fit call. And that fit call is really just that prospect call and on every connection call, right? And remember, fit call, connection calls are two different things. Fit calls are you engaging potential prospects. Connection calls are you activating your network. And honestly, in the early days, you should probably do both, okay? You need to do fit calls and you need to do connection calls, but you need to make sure both are targeted at the same 
perfect customer, right? Persona. Remember what we said about perfect customers? Perfect customer is someone that is willing to pay you a premium for your products or services. Tell everyone how amazing you are. Make a constant stream of warm referrals on your behalf. And they actually make you enjoy being an entrepreneur. Now, for me, I went to the Naval Academy. I was a Marine Infantry officer, right? So I'm a service academy grad. I'm a boxer. So when you package that all together, my perfect customer tends to be fellow service academy grads running growth stage businesses, seeking a million dollars or more in revenue. And they either need looking to launch a podcast, so they need help with some branding and a way to get their message out, or maybe they need some one-on-one coaching. And what I've done and what I've done with all things Ironbound and all my ventures is I really kind of have a, I don't know, they all kind of support one another because even for Ironbound Boxing, our nonprofit, the majority of funding we receive tends to come from veteran-owned business owners, all right? So that's why, again, y'all see me so much heavily involved in this ecosystem because it's just reinforcing, right? Not only am I able to give value to it, but people also support what we're doing on the Ironbound Boxing side of the house. And I've had many academy grads come visit me in person, connect me with their corporate sponsors, you know, just so much good goodness right there. So for you, you need to think about where your water holes. Mine are Army Navy football game, because that's where we always go. Mine are Brigade Boxing Championships. I love going there because I'm a boxer. And that's not necessarily say, oh, you go there to try to get business. No, but I mean, by no means. But that's just my tribe, man. It just fills me up. That's the other thing, too, of like where you're spending your time and who you're connecting with. You want to make sure you enjoy it. And so that's what I enjoy. And then I go to Milvet and then I go to the Military Influencer Conference, right? Because why? It's a great place to put out the Transition Podcast. It's a great place to source guests. So I've got these watering holes where a lot of my tribe tends to hang out. What you have to do is you got to reverse the process for yourself and say, okay, where do my tribes hang out, both in the digital world and in the physical? And then how do I go out and get in front of them? So just to recap, remember, brilliant in the basics initially, but I'm going to say initially, brilliant in basics, period. So identifying a market with strong demand, validating it, nailing your one-liners, right? Your functional and your emotional benefit, understanding your category, where you, where you plan to play and how you're showing up to it. And then, you know, having this marketing plan, whether it's the Hawk method or some other, I just like this one because it's simple, right? Awareness, nurture, and trust. Like you don't have to overthink it. Everyone can do this. I promise you. And if it's easier, if it'll be beneficial for you all, I'm happy to share with you this plan in a template. Just reach out to me and I'll, I'll pass it along to you. So I hope this was super helpful. Remember, y'all, this is a contact sport. You cannot be passive. You have to get out there. You got to start kicking up some dirt, right? You got to start connecting with people. You got to start building relationships and you have to start delivering value, all right? Just stay focused. Don't get caught up in all the BS, you know, growth hacker marketing, yada, yada, yada. Maybe at a later date, which I probably still wouldn't recommend, but these first 10, 20 customers, you need to get some money in the bank account and you got to work it. And so I'm here to help and support. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I want to hear back from you. If you want this template, just shoot me an email at um, stedman at bunkerlabs.org or better yet, just message me on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman or Instagram at Iron Mike Stedman and I will send it to you. With that being said, also make sure you subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. I actually sent out a newsletter last week. Yay! I'm going to send out another one this week to keep that flywheel spinning. I just want to engage with y'all. That's really what it's about. Like you as my audience for the transition, 
I want you to feel supported. I want you to know I believe in you and that you're not going at this entrepreneurial journey alone. So part of that is also sharing my thoughts in written form, which I'm working on amongst other things. But I appreciate y'all for being patient with me. And I think that's it, right? Yeah, so add it, go subscribe to the newsletter at the link in the show notes. Reach out to me on LinkedIn and Instagram. And other than that, have a great rest of your week. I appreciate y'all.